Hello, and welcome to Motor Cult episode 12. I'm Eric Berger, and I'm joined, as always, by Ryan Sinetsky. Hello. Hello there. How are you on this fine, unorthodox Thursday evening? Uh, a little thrown off. Yeah, um, I feel <laughs> a little more responsible drinking at this hour, because we're doing bit. this at 7 p.m. on a Thursday versus noon on a Saturday. I'm, I'm not kind of sauced by 1 p.m. on a Saturday, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, there's nothing wrong with that being sauced on a Saturday. That is true. And but we... <laughs> I don't know. We do it for all of you. That's yes, basically what it amounts to. We, um, we are suffering for your entertainment. Yeah, and I do hope people uh, pay attention to our suffering and uh, adjust their expectations <laughs> accordingly. <laughs> and yeah, sure, why not? Become a Patreon. Or sorry, patron on Patreon? That's patron, probably what it is. A patron on Patreon. Well, I think I think it's the the, the, the uh, noun. Think, okay, yeah. yeah. Patreon. Patron. Patrons. Patreon. Because then we could... <clears throat> I mean, Scott has a bunch of really good Patreon topics, but if we could switch it up with other folks at some point, that would be awesome. Well, yeah, it would be. Anyway, um, let's jump right into beer, since that yes. is a segment that we've been doing uh, pretty religiously now. Yes, I have another Boom Island here. Uh, it is the quadruple hopped quad, or the quad quad. Uh-huh. Um, quadruple hopped means in four different stages of the brewing process, they have different hops added. So they have 75 minutes of one hop, 30 of a different hop, 10 of the third one, and three of the last hop. So Interesting. Okay. They, yeah, they, they go hard with the hop. So was that like a quadrifoglio or a quattro valvole? Yes. Like if that was an Italian beer. Yes, it, w- it would be. And, and for the those listening, this actually, when he first pulled it off, I thought it was a bottle of champagne. Yeah, it had a think. wired cork in it, and it looks like a 750. Yeah, it is. It is this would be a bomber. It only comes in this, and it is a 750. Wow. So let me open her up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh sorry, everyone. I cranked the gain way too much. <laughs> I will learn from my mistakes. I am so sorry about that. was probably the Ryan most... Ryan just popped his cork. That is the most epic uncorking of all time. Well, that is basically <laughs> what uncorking is used as like a... What do you call it? A euphemism? Yes, it is. All right, so... That was a hard pour. This will be mine. <laughs> that, was a hard, that was a hard pour for your entertainment. I'm going to do a more proper pour. When you pour really most beers, we want to hold the cup at 45 degrees. Since this is an audio it. podcast for now. There we go. That looks also, I apologize for uh, having it sound like we have a ground screw outside cleaning right now. We actually do. I, yeah, I mean, this is an association-based complex here. So when I came in, there was nobody here. Thank you, Ryan. Yep. Jeez. Oh, where's my coaster? Where oh, is one on the ground I found your coaster. Okay. Oh, you know what? We had the doors open pretty much all week. Thank you, sir. And it was a little windy. I see. So, did, did, wait, you just left them open all week? No, but I mean, like, oh. I've been here four times already this week. Good lord. I know. That's a lot of gas sep- for you. Well, I drive an electric Fiat sometimes, but yeah. Oh. I mean, in the Boxster, it's like, uh. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what you have today. Right. Um, <laughs> so, while I'm waiting for the head on my beer to die down, yeah. which is the foam at the top. I'm going to finish for, my Nordeast while yeah, mine you finish, dies down. you finish your garbage beer. Um, I do have to make a correction. You correction. Best. I was last episode, or episode, yeah, episode 10, I think. It was 10. Yeah. People I will listen to it chronologically, yes. even though that has not dropped yet. Uh, episode 10, I accidentally uh, called the Yokohama Advan HF Type D the HF Delta, so send your hate mail to me. I am deeply sorry, and as a good journalist, I am issuing my correction. So, well, correction I'm a shitty is journalist, but I accept your correction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a reputation to uphold. I, I, I have a reputation of 
semi-factual shitposting that oh, okay. I have to uphold. I, I do that IRL because yes. I'm not good at shitposting as well on the interwebs anymore. But if I'm in a group of car folks, I can definitely shitpost with my mouth. Well, I, I try to keep up my journalistic integrity when I do my writing, but I keep noticing that almost verbatim things I write end up on Jalopnik without me being credited. So sometimes I just put nonsense nowadays. Gotta love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's really, really frustrating. I, I'd be okay with it if they would just mention at least that they found the stuff on Japanese Nostalgic Car or right. like where well, their source I'm the same thing with my videos. Some, yeah. Like, even if they... Well, on YouTube it's a little different because you have to link to the original to get uh, ad revenue. Yeah. But in your case, I mean, like attributing a source is huge. Yeah. No, it really is. That's like everything to me. Um, so that, that, that is very frustrating. Well, my head is at almost at a reasonable level. Um, you say that, but I don't think it quite is, but right. we, we can jump well, into the next topic and come he, back. Yeah. To let's, uh, let's jump into the next uh, topic. Um, this is something I read on the drive, um, and then also read on every other source immediately after that. Um, apparently Bosch. Mm-hmm. I do the, like them. Yeah. They, yeah. They're a good company. Um, they make all the jazz and the Fiat. Yes, it's true. Um, they're think that they apparently have a clean diesel program that does not cheat that they can I heard about this and to me it supposedly like reduces NOx emissions like 90% right yeah but it seems that's a day late and a dollar short no I agree especially because Volkswagen doesn't even have the word diesel in any of their marketing materials anymore shocking (laughs) Um, but it's I don't know to me it now it kind of feels like companies are holding on to the carburetor like in the '90s, Jeep kept the carburetor oh, the on, the, on the Grand Wagoneer yep. until like 1994, <laughs> when the government told them to stop it, <laughs> or the told them they had to stop it. Yeah, yeah, stop it. I feel like they were producing that through 1994, like just paying like blood money fines to the EPA or something, <laughs> just to allow them to continue I, making carburetors. I feel like the person that designed it like did not want. I think he voted for Bush. And HW. He, yeah, H.W. Bush, and he really just wanted to be a thorn inside of Al Gore for the first, like, three years of him being vice president. Just really also, didn't like him. can I say I'm sorry for already having caused a tangent? Yeah, I know, right? Immediately, <laughs> right off the bat, we had a tangent. So, tell me about this Bosch clean diesel shit here. Well, the, the art, all the articles have been kind of light on details, but okay. yeah, basically, it can limit uh, NOx emissions up to 90%, Okay, which is... Pretty huge. I yeah. mean, that, and especially in a country such as Europe, where diesel is a viable fuel source for city cars. I think it's viable even in you know here in Buffalo, Minneapolis. Well, it, it is, yeah. Oh. But I mean, in particular in Europe, because you know here Americans they think of diesel and they think of the shitty GM diesel. I was going to say they're like, thinking of 350 diesels in the old yeah, Cutlass or yeah, something. the Tucker mobiles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Those ones. So, yeah. They, they Nobody think, wants they, that. They think of that garbage. But in Europe, what, most city cars are diesel, which is a huge deal. And Yeah, diesel manual. They where, find that everywhere. Yeah, and electric cars, those have their place. That's great and all. But as far as diesel actual actually goes... Ooh, that's a good beer. Oh, you finally got yours? Isn't that good? Oh, the headline yeah. died down. Mm. It is very expensive. Um <laughs> <laughs> It does taste pretty I am expensive. Extremely happy that this super expensive beer is a business write-off. Yep. <laughs> Thank you, Motor Cult. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be brutal otherwise. 
But, we'll try not to read too much into it. But no, I mean, a lot of cities... So, do you know what this technology does? I mean, does it, like, superheat exhaust? No clue. Or, okay. No clue. I could, I, I'll elaborate I'm, a little bit, because yeah. I did hear a oh, tiny you do. bit okay. about this. Tell me um, about it. I mean, I listen to podcasts pretty much all day, every day at work, so okay. I heard this on probably Smoking Tire or Everyday Driver. Okay, I, I listen to Ice-T all day at work, so... Uh, that is fine. Different, but fine. Um, <laughs> basically, how it does it, to my understanding, which could be completely wrong, because I heard it through a source, you heard it through another source, is just utilizing a ton of EGR and a lot of afterfluid. Okay, so it's basically the same stuff, but taken to the next level. Yeah, I, I think they're just they're trying to make engines semi-reliable with just massive EGR. So it's it's kind of like when Mazda uh, came out with their newest line of engines, where yeah. they just have crazy, crazy high compression. For and sure. Intake mm-hmm. temperature is so hot, it doesn't even ping at that point. Uh, it reminds me of an invention back in the 1970s for BMW. It was called the Thermal Reactor Cylinder Head. And wouldn't you know it, they had really high failure rates because they kept the cylinder head temps at like 600 degrees. Hmm, shocking. Just to shocking. keep emissions low because <laughs> they're trying to get around using catalytic converters. You know, Honda did that successfully. With the CVCC? Yes, they did. Hmm. Um, I wouldn't, I mean, it was way more successful than the thermal reactor, but it was still horrible. You know, we've been throwing around that uh, this idea of doing like an interesting engineering portion, I think. Yeah, it's in the bottom of the list. I've it, seen it. It, it is. I, I, I wanted to either do the BMW or the the, the Porsche dual verd cam engine from the 356 okay. yeah. that they had or the Citroen um, hydraulic suspension system. There but are so much interesting crap we could talk I, about. I think next episode I'm going to do some so research yeah. on the CVCC so just to make I don't sure need I don't to do mess research. up. I can just pull that out of my butt. Well, I mean, I, I want to as a... I understand. Yeah, as, as an actual <laughs> journalist, I want to make sure I'm right. Um, <laughs> wow. Well, so, I mean, you want to be competent, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's the thing. It's kind of like career for me. Well, for me, it's just kind of shitposting with my voice, but that kind of is going to lead me into uh, the next topic, because yeah. I said competent, and this is incompetent. <laughs> what And what is that? <laughs> okay, so we have a lot of people now working on their cars basically with YouTube videos. They don't mm-hmm. want to take it in. Yeah. So they go to Harbor Freight, or actually, no, those are usually mechanics that are just home games. So they go to Home Depot. They yeah. buy themselves a 109-piece mechanic tool set. They yeah. go on YouTube, and they start working on their own car. But, I mean, should they? No. I mean, they have, they have no business in doing <laughs> so. I mean, no. YouTube is tremendously helpful, but, like, a lot of those DIYs, as somebody who actually makes a lot of those... They're really helpful and helping you understand where components are, kind of what they do and how to replace them. But they don't tell you anything about like torque values. They don't tell you the the essence of what the part does or why they're replacing it or troubleshooting to even get to that part. Those videos are really, really helpful for somebody that is mechanically inclined, has worked on a car, but hasn't worked on that particular application. Okay. I think it's good for learning, but I don't think yeah. you can be like, I'm going to do this today. Yeah. Um, right. Like, Unless it's like watching an oil change, then right. But even things... then, it's like if you don't like the person doing it, it's not going to go by a torque wrench, and that's probably the most oh, important oh part God. of the oil change. Well, I mean, I'm just going to jiffy lube this drain plug real quick. I, yeah, I, I, I forget how many Ugadugas is tight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jana, everyone's that stupid. Yeah. That's so, the unfortunate well, part. All right, so this is the thing. I, I I can I think that if you aren't absolutely 100 percent positively certain that you can do something correctly mm-hmm. you have no business doing it because i literally had a customer have their <laughs> type 2 like like volkswagen transporter 
towed to my shop. Type 2, for those listening that are laypersons, is an air-cooled Volkswagen yes. van. The combi or the transporter. The, the hippie, hippie van. The hippie van. Like yes. The Volkswagen van that you're thinking of right now. And no, is it not, a 23 window Samba? No, this one was not. It was a bay window. It was a late model. It was kind of, kind of cheap and worthless. Was it the orange one? No, no. That, that's a different one. No, this one... Um, it's I either, like how it's this either, stuff is it's deliberately gray or white. But, um, like a creamsicle. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so... Well, what happened it's was... It's also very I, rusty. Oh. So what this person managed mm-hmm. to do is they were putting in a battery and lit their car on fire. Yeah, no, I've totally done that tons of times. And I do it every day. Yeah, right? clearly. But I mean... Like, that's how I start my car. I just, like, get five screwdrivers and daisy chain in between my starter and my battery, and sometimes exactly. they slip. That's why the fire station across the street knows me by name. Yeah, exa- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You just light things on fire. Yeah. I'm learning but, a lot about you today, Jenna. So... <laughs> so well, all right, so the, to understand, this person was not a mechanic in any way, shape, or form. This is in reference to somebody specifically? Yes, this is a literal customer. Oh, you're customer. talking about your... A literal okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. customer of I thought you were talking about the topic in general. No, 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 no. Okay. No, this is my literal customer. Uh, they, uh, they're, they're named after an aquatic creature. Um, I think that is... Is it a succubus? No, it's just a very basic name. A succubus name. is like... I know. That, that's, I'm that's being a, that's a decent, okay. but Sorry. no. But um, no, it, they just had a name, a self-applied name, named after an aquatic creature. They're very granola-y and hippie-ish. We should rename them the Piss Jug. No, no, no. no I can't. I, I don't want to do that because he, he really deserves that name. Fine. No, this person. It, it was just a person that. I am the Senate. Yeah. No, well, we th- can this call is her just Dory because Dory's. A yeah, let's go with fish. that. We'll go. Okay, but, Dory. So no, this is a person. She was. In, in all honesty, she was in good call faith. By was trying to Dory. trying to work by on her car, um, but she just got overconfident. I think she was like go westy too much and decided like oh, oh yeah no. van life this is really cool I'm gonna work on my van and then they just like nearly destroyed it. The whole van it wasn't a complete well, fire what specifically. Did they? I mean it wasn't a complete fire. Um, it, it what just, did they do to catch it on fire? I don't know. Were they like smoking in it? What, like, I'm, no, no, they, they literally down, they, put the negative, they put the negative battery okay. terminal on and then the positive one and then some giant spark came and lit some oil soaked rag or something on fire. But that's the thing is Were they polishing like the teak decking inside that they had installed? No, wait, no they, it's, it's, not, it's really not that nice. Okay. Um, no, they were literally just putting in a battery because they stored it all winter without plugging it into anything. And kill the battery. Wow, I'm shocked. Yeah, and the tires are also flat too, so mm. you get to deal with that. Don't worry, but, we can get some bias plies. But it, it was <laughs> a, so the thing is, it's a late model Type Two, mm-hmm. so it's got fuel injection. It's got like a wiring harness on and everything. Does it, it have mechanical fuel injection? It's got CIS. It's horrible. Um, so I wish Trig were here to say something. But. Yeah, no, it's it's particularly terrible <laughs> CIS. It's Trig. not well ma- maintained. It's just really, Hello. it's just really <laughs> bad. Um, but. Um, so now we have to go through the car, and it's going to be... Do you have to replace like, four, the whole chassis wire harness now? Or oh, is basically, it like, yeah. It's okay. going to be a deep into the four figures to get this running again. Didn't Great. they blame your shop, too? Uh, no, they didn't. Ever since they, I took it here for a windshield wiper blade, it's no, been on they, fire. <laughs> no, they were like... They, they thought that we sold them a faulty battery or something. We, we, we didn't. It, it was just... I think what happened was there was some sort of electrical issue already mm-hmm. in a draw, and once they plugged, once they got that battery connected, yeah. there's a huge current draw immediately made a, made a spark. That's yeah. what I think. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I just think if you're, if you're not 100% confident on working on your car, you really shouldn't be doing that. Or work on someone else's car. Oh, or, totally, yeah. yeah. If you're, do you're going to learn, learn on somebody else's car for sure. That's what I did. I did everything on the CRX, and I figured it out, and I didn't 
I didn't break anything. Oh, that's or good. instead of, instead of having a car that you care about, buy some clapped out piece of shit that you got from alcoholic in Wisconsin. We for should talk about an I'm eighty-nine Accord. Coupe. Yeah, exactly. Like you, like you Actually, did. Actually, yeah. don't do that. I want all. Of them I'm to adding myself. this right now. <laughs> The virtue of beater cars. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. No, Jan is an that expert is, on that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will be the guest. <laughs> I will. I will host that segment. Um, I mean, yeah, we really should be doing that every week because yeah. beaters are great. But no, anyway, they, they really are. <laughs> and well, Min- Min- Minnesota is a really, really good I was place. Say, most most beaters are manual too. So I mean, they're great. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the surviving cheap cars, like predominantly, unless you're talking a W body, mm-hmm. which just run in spite of neglect. Well, or the thing is, broken automatics that you have to drive like. Wait, yeah, oh. yeah, but that's the thing is, most automatics <laughs> are dead. By the time so they're sixty-five. By the time they're clapped out, the the automatic transmissions usually the weakest point no, and that's going to break down first by the time the body actually lets go it's five transmissions deep I yeah mean, exactly most of the, yeah. it's so cheap to replace a transmission in one of those and people just do it because mm-hmm. there's like shops i swear there's like a 3800 rs <laughs> transmission swap village i'm pretty i'm pretty sure last time i was at costco i saw a six pack of them on sale Four sixty five used ones used ones <laughs> used I, like with I'm the getting such a tremendous <laughs> mental image at Costco, this beautiful clean store with this beautiful like lighting, a, a palette and with this some palette of like dripping, and they're, they're like, like stacked up. They're stacked no, up no, like it's, five it's tall. It's a secret room. It's like it's got. Oh, not my curtains. vision. No, not my my vision. My it, vision. It's like yeah. above the ice scrapers on like the <laughs> upper pallet rack, and it's just dripping. I, my, mine, mine has a little sign on it. It's like Bogo, <laughs> <laughs> Bogo, thirty eight hundred, like forty sixty or whatever. Tires? Probably. In fact, I no, think it might even it, be in I, the liquor store, so you can buy it without a membership. No, oh. I think I, I think it's like right in between the electronics and the freezer. Here's an interesting question: Do you think there are any? Any W body owners that actually have and maintain a Costco membership? No. I really doubt it. Have I, you ever seen a clapped out W platform car in a Costco parking lot? I, I don't think so. I think that'd be the Sam's Club because the Sam's Club is owned by Walmart. I agree. Um, there's a lot of clapped out garbage there. I see a lot there. of those at Sam's Club because yeah. uh, there's yeah. one closer to my house. I see there's a lot of Nissan Rogues and Audi Q5s at Costco. <laughs> Those are terrible vehicles. Yeah, they're crossovers. All right, enough crossovers. Wow, okay, yeah. I want to talk about something that doesn't suck. Okay. All right, this will actually narrow it down every single crossover and keep them out of this list. Okay. Can you name a vehicle that came manual only in, oh, the, last, in, the, in the last 10 years? Yeah. What? My 1 Series M. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. All right. So uh, the one also, M, yeah. the Focus ST. Also, yes, the okay. Fiesta ST. Also, the Focus RS. Also, the GT350R and the regular GT350. And the Fiesta ST. I already wow. said that. All those cars that Every Ford just ST killed. Every ST line vehicle. Every single car Ford just killed. Until they brought the Edge ST, which is a trite to humanity into existence. In what way does that qualify as an ST? It doesn't. Okay. It's a sanitary towelette. God, really, yeah, that 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 is what that is stands for on that exactly in that's Europe a, anyway. That's a terrible vehicle. Oh, so man. I mean, like, right, there's so more, I'm sure. It, but are are there any like normal, like not performance cars that think? are manual only? Yeah, that aren't like hot hatches. Because everything you you name is either a muscle say, car or a hot hatch. I would have to say probably not manually manual only. Yeah, because it, it used to be like that was the way to make right. a performance car. Like, but I mean, we could we could elaborate and be like manual take rate above fifty percent. Yeah, and, and at, then at which point you have Fiat and right. a bunch of really actually surprisingly weird things. I mean, when the 500 came to America, the Prima Edizione, that red one I've got, that wasn't offered with an auto. Yeah, okay. that was, that that's was true. manual only, and that's a 2012. 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. So that 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 would count. That so yeah, we could we can include. But I mean, those. there's stuff like that all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, I don't know, it, just, it seems like all, I was thinking uh, earlier today of a lot of my favorite cars. You only could get manual only. So like the EF Civic Si, my favorite Honda Civic, was manual only for the Si trim level. Okay. My favorite supercar of all time ever is manual only. Which is. The Lamborghini Countach. I've, okay. I've mentioned those I, almost as much as pre order Imagine one of those with an automatic transmission. That'd be horrifying. It's like a vector. Yeah, as I say, it'd be oh a vector W8 at that point. Yeah. <laughs> a three speed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So an early Countach would be a power glide, probably. Oh, God. Oh, they convert actually, a power glide I'm to not, transverse. I'm not oh. gonna, I'm actually, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. A power glide in a Countach would be hilarious. You would get a lot of glorious noises. You get a lot of glorious noises and probably a higher top speed. Honestly, it would probably be faster. It would actually be faster. It'd be <laughs> Way worse it to drive. It really, really hurts me to say that, but, but a well, power I mean, glide Countach should be pretty. The, rad. Thi- the thing is, is like I want to see the, that on the track. The thing is, the power, like, uh, the power glide transmission is like the ultimate sledgehammer. Like it is the oldest tool because they uh, basically invented that right after World War II. It was right, right after the stone wheel was yeah, invented. Exactly, maybe? and then the power glide transmission was made. Yeah. To, Push around siege towers like mm-hmm. against the Byzantine Empire. Yeah, there were uh, there were gaggles of horses and oxen turning, rotating. Yeah, exactly. Tables. As That's, an archaeologist, I can confirm. This yeah, fact. she's she's personally seen these. She yeah. studied the culture behind the uh, power <laughs> yeah, glide. Exactly. Oh yeah. So. That's what my uh, powerless glidalis is the genus. Tra- <laughs> dissertation was on. You know, if if I ever if I ever win my bid for Emperor of the Universe, which I will, you won't, which I, is kind of sad. I know it's kind of it's a big Ooh. bummer to me. Because I would unless make I would make a law I would yeah unless there's a if all if everybody became a patron I would make this a law that the only automatic transmission available ever will be the power glide everything Good. else is null and void there's everything no reason else, you have no Just, reason you get you know a power what a power glide? glide is it's like well it's not but it should be this like you keep adding more ratios to the automatic what they need to do is take the first ratio and the last oh sorry and the last ratio you guys didn't see this i was so excited i just literally punched my boom (laughs) Uh, but take the first ratio like first gear and take 10th and that's a power glide yeah just like i want to start out like redline the bananas out of that thing and be at 1200 rpm in top gear and take it from there it's a great transmission perfect in today's technology because you know what engines do really well now they're all turbocharged they all make a ton of low-end torque perfect that would literally be a power glide is literally the perfect solution for modern motoring and you know what they're also really reliable and can handle a ton of power and they're tiny and they're relatively lightweight and yeah and they made a trillion of them so they did yeah they they did and they should continue making them I agree. When, I wonder when they replaced the power glide with like, like two hundred R four and stuff like that. I would like, actually be really surprised if GM didn't have a plant somewhere still making power glides somewhere in the world. I'm sure they sold the rights and, and the tooling to somebody. Well, yeah, because there's a lot of aftermarket well, the power glide units. Make brand new yeah, power yeah, glides. there's brand new power glides you can buy. There's like there's people putting power glides in Mark IV Supras and BMW 335s and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's actually like, that was originally my plan with the Cressida before I saw how unrealistic this was to put a power glide Just in a it super and, high stall converter and a power glide. Yeah, and then. Um, uh, or just pull a Regera and, and get rid of the transmission entirely. Just put a torque converter and electric motors in it and call <laughs> it good. Perfect. Done. My environmental geology class was telling me that uh, autonomous driving was like the way to go, and I wanted to like smack my head through my desk. Do they like, also drive crossovers? I'm sure they and do. And smell their own farts and wine glasses? I'm sure yeah, they, they do. Because they're like, oh, they'll learn, they'll learn. And I was like, how about they stop killing people in Arizona first? <laughs> 
god. Arizona is actually, that is the antithesis of a car enthusiast. Yeah, no, we were talking to. I, I believe oh. that these people should be shot in public. I know. I was. Any, it was the entire oh class against me, and I was like, "Can't you guys see the flaws in this?" No, so, that's the problem. They can't. Well, I know. It, I just so, I wanted to run out of the room screaming. This actually kind of brings me to our Patreon. Come to think. Yeah, this no, is I, actually a good segue because oh you live. SCG. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, not segue. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, yeah, our first segue four episodes. Right our, our first four episodes. Every word, Every time we had it, we said segue. Uh, every time we changed sub, uh, and then subjects, we chuckled a little bit. And yeah, we moved on. So now you, we live in the suburb of a, a fairly large town of Buffalo, Minneapolis. And by we, you are of course talking you and Jana. Yeah, yes. Jana and yes. I. Yeah. Um, now, I love how good the grammar is in this podcast. It's, it's just really, fantastic. It's very heartening. Yeah. So the Patreon topic... Well. Uh, the, topic the Patreon topic twat. is... Well, do you want to explain it? No, you've you done the lead-in now. You keep okay. going. So Maybe I'll talk about the next one, which I know nothing about. Yeah, you can do, do that. Do it. Yeah, go, go into it. I'm just going to uh, go into it blind. Are there more enthusiasts per capita in inner cities, first or second room suburbs, or... Exurbs and rural areas. Exurbs are kind of like Chanhassen wow. here, where per you have capita's tough. Yeah, yeah, because I think like in the suburbs, especially like the first ring suburbs, it's a lot of like teenage boys specifically that are into cards. That's what I've always right. noticed. And I mean, that that if actually you're talking millennials. The, I think you're right because the only yeah. this yeah. brings us to the second part of this is describe the typical car culture. You can go with the stereotype of it. Teenage well, that boy varies. yabos, like doing in burnouts. suburbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so like the demographic of car enthusiasts varies tremendously from dense urban, oh yeah, to suburbia to exurbia to rural. You yeah, because like inner cities, like I'm gonna flash my BMW M4, which I keep downtown yeah. in a parking garage. Then you move to I vape, yo. Let me put a Cobb access oh, yes. port on well, my WRX. To LTM. Well, then, no, in, no, in bet- LTM's in bet- rural. Okay. That's rural. Exurbia, LTM, one side. Sorry, we, we Exurbia's working oh, yeah, on a 60s or second. 70s GM car with oh, the yes. Jugs catalog, and then you move to LTM. Yes. So, LTM, we have to describe this. because Lifted every- Trucks Minneapolis. Sorry, yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. But anyway, every one of the members of that group drives a lifted piece of shit, and it's got yes. whiskey plates on it, which also, if you don't listen from Minnesota, is when you've had multiple DWI convictions and they still let you drive, but they put a fancy plate on your vehicle and everyone in your household. Yes. Like, that, that's, that's what you get after and you... And light bars. Don't forget the light oh, bars. Oh, God. There are so many. The bro dozers. So you, you get the whiskey plates after <laughs> you get... Three, I think? No, it's after you get the blow in a tube. Oh, the the interlock. Yeah, the, you get so you have the, to go to get, Smart Start MN. You we get, should, we you should get contact them you for get a the sponsorship first. Because yes. I brought them up twice already. And then, and then you get the whiskey plates. So oh the whiskey God. plates are like that. You're like a serial drunk. But so, anyway, actually, wow. my, my description of it is a little bit more in depth. Because you get the exurbs in particular I want to talk about. Because okay. uh, we've mentioned Buffalo. And, and by the, my the description. Actual, the actual city of Buffalo. Which is the capital of Minnesota. Well, no, the actual city, like, in real life. Fine, um, that is, yeah, it is yeah, really, it, it is, really it's, not the capital. It's, it's a really oh. shitty exurb. Cause it's, it, like, it, 40 miles west of our... Of our location, and we are yeah. in, like, a fourth-ring suburb right now. We are borderline exurbs. Yeah. yeah. This we, is well, a, these days, it's definitely suburbia. Yeah, but... but you drive down the road, and it's Q7s, Q5s. Anyway, so the... 
on the the Buffalo car enthusiast that I'm thinking of has like a matte black third generation Matt and African American. Yeah, sure. Please third generation Mitsubishi Eclipse four cylinder automatic. Is that a GS? RS? Whatever the shittiest model RS, is. I think, right? Yeah, and it's painted matte black because the paint had Ooh. horrible. It had horrible paint failure. Oh, they're hiding things. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's probably got some damage from hitting a deer. It's got the cheapest, like not Corey not not even a not even an no. eBay fart can, like the O'Reilly's DC Sports fart can that you can get. Now that is the JC Whitney fart can that you just yeah, buy at O'Reilly, right? Exactly. Okay, perfect. That, so we're talking just, like nineteen. They just like slapped on the. Oh, yeah. They just slapped on the DC Sports logo. So it, we're like, Digging oh, cool. It. This is a good exhaust like header manufacturer. They must make a good fart can. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but when I think skateboarding. In DC, I think fart cannons. Yeah, and but then you have you have to have like some like Vox or some oh Koenig like discount tire, <laughs> oversized wheels, stock ride height, some skinny little rubber band tires that are like fifteen years old and showing tre- like showing like metal treads. Yep, the belt <laughs> with very poorly tinted taillights. Oh, and well, it's, yeah, you're not talking tinted though. You're talking like nightshade. Nightshades. Yeah. Okay, yeah, taillights. And it's probably got some horrific-looking blue LEDs that illuminate the empty Mountain Dew cans. And oh no! Yeah, it, like in their floorboard. This floor is too Cigarette boxes. Now these people. No, no, I'm not. I'm not quite done. And the music they're listening to is Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, yeah. Have they, have oh, they painted so their interior radio surround and vents? Oh yeah, I'm sure they did. Bright I, yellow. Everything that you can un, you can disconnect from the dashboard in a minute. They've painted saw, some horrific color that's matching like their lug nuts or oh something. God, I saw a post on <laughs> I think one of the E30 Facebook groups, the E30 BMW Facebook groups yeah. last week. The guy was want to buy everything you see here, and it was like every like you were saying, every piece of the interior you could pull out by hand was bright yellow. Oh my god. And he's like, I want to buy one of every one of these not in yellow, basically. <laughs> and they're like, always painted with like some spray can Dude, paint. yeah, it's garbage. So, now, now Before the era plastic. W- w- within that, the further you get to their interstate, because I think that the exurbs are a really gross place. They are. Because no, that's not a think. That rural, is a fact. Rural areas, like you can actually get decent cars that live out in the middle of nowhere. Like mm-hmm, there's, yeah. they're actually of as much as we talk there are shit about trucks. Exceptions. There's actually like you can build a cool first gen K fifteen hundred. Like that's that's not well, impossible. Dude, I've personally seen that. There's GT three RSs out in the middle of Exurbia in the rural area, and there's exactly. lifted trucks in downtown. <laughs> but the thing is, oh, yeah. the, the exurbs, those are places that are trying to be urban. Okay, but they don't have any peers. Right. To mm-hmm. help, you know, help them along their way, and then you get these. But this is these gross it's not car community. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and their peers are killing yeah, each but, other over drugs. Well, all right, sure, but I mean, like, <laughs> no, these are these are sort of people that like make their way out to like, you know, statewide car events. Okay. So it, whenever there's a free meet like in the city, these people are there. Okay. Um, and that's how I know these people exist because they're disgusting. I only see them at like statewide events. And here I was about to admit to that. Like, ooh, free car event. Yeah, well, I mean, free car events are great, and I go to them, but, I mean, so does every other scum lord in the world. I like um, that term. Scum lord? Scum lord. <laughs> you haven't heard him say that before? No, but no. so, but the thing is, I, I think that the best places for car culture are either the suburbs or the inner city. Now, the reason is the inner city, you have multiple different cultures all in constant contact with each other. Yeah. So, 
Well, they have to be. They're so close to one another. They have no choice but to notice. Yeah, but I mean, that's where you get like really, really cool like Donk and Lowrider builds and stuff. And you also get really cool. No. Well, no, it's that's true. East St. Paul. Well, no, <laughs> again, inner city. Um, but you also get other really. Co- that's just one example. But you get okay. a lot of really great Honda builds from there. A lot of like city cars you okay, get, get built right. in that area. Which of those areas? So I'm talking urban, suburbia, exurbia, rural. Which is best? I think suburban. I was about to get to that because suburban, you have a little bit more room to grow. You usually have your own garage. There's not as high of a theft rate as there is in the inner city. You still have a large number of peers to help you with your build. And generally, once you live in the suburbs, most of the time, you're a little bit better off and you can afford better parts. And that is why I'm saying, like, first ring suburbs are the places to find really good car culture. I think that's probably about right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of, like, racking my brain at, like, who do I know? Yeah. Where do they live? Where exactly. do the meets actually happen? Like, they, they don't like, happen in the inner city because there's, like, I mean, every, yeah. every parking place is going to be a pay to park. Right. And then, and like, where I live, it's great, but, like, there aren't a lot of, like, homes near yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, but where I live, a first-ring suburb, St. Louis Park, Minnesota, which is a first-ring suburb of Minneapolis. Uh, you and have the largest city in Buffalo, Minneapolis. Yeah. Yes. And you have multiple, like, just large parking lots for parks for, like, yeah. s- you know, high school soccer games and stuff. And those are used one day per month, usually. Full of crossovers. Yeah. And they're full of crossovers then, but... Like the park next to my house, I've got a 120 space lot that I am at, starting in June going to have a biweekly meet in. So those are great places to go. Yeah, and like where I live, like Bloomington, which is another, that's a second ring, but n- it's I second don't know, ring because a lot of people consider it actually Minneapolis. It's pretty far the, geographically though, so I yeah, think it just is. by yes. that it's, standard, it's a second. Just because it has Mall of America doesn't make it a first yeah, ring. And, yeah, and that's the true. Airport, you know, Whatever. But Nobody know, flies like, anywhere. That's where the Wendy's meets were. Oh, yeah, but we used yeah. to we used to have fantastic meets. The Sonic uh, meets, yeah, Sonic, not Until Wendy's. People so, decided to open carry. Well, that again, Sonic. that was those were the exurb scum yeah. lords that are coming in from Elko. <coughs> um, which anyway, is, let's talk about Subaru emissions tampering, a topic I know so much about. <laughs> Internal tests modified by senior inspectors to meet Subaru's corporate standards did over the legal me, minimum, so no me? law is broken. <laughs> also, tampered findings to make some cars look worse to avoid questions to corporate. Wow, what a great story! So, do you want me to actually yeah, explain please. that? All right, so... I have no idea what that means. It has Subaru, Subaru it. got caught... I just saw, like, vape, vape, yo, yo, blown head gaskets, yo. <laughs> Subaru got caught Volkswagening. Oh. oh. Well, Kia did, too, like, back and in the day. So, like, and so, so, did, so did Mitsubishi just recently, and that caused them to go out of business. That was me. I did that. But what I found actually really interesting is... So Subaru, they hold themselves. They ride a white horse about emissions Ooh. and being good for the economy. And usually, when you get a white, when you ride a white, white horse, you only get caught in the mud, and they end up like Volkswagen. No, that's like that's like getting a ketchup popsicle with white gloves on. Exactly. So, um, what what happened with Subaru was they got caught cheating on emissions, but their emissions cheating actually was their internal emissions cheating, and I guess it was a bunch of senior inspectors. That were just being lazy. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, Subaru, come on, man. <laughs> like, didn't I even try. Like, I, I, I read this. I'm like, no, Subaru just pulled a Volkswagen. And I looked at it. I'm like, oh, no, no. Subaru's doing just fine. Oh. But, 
it was. I, it, I thought that was disheartened. I, I just thought it was a really hilarious thing that, of course, Subaru does that because they're all high and mighty about being good on their, uh, being being good about all their missions and everything. Well, I, I I do see a lot of like what are those things Outbacks, whatever with the like the partial zero missions. Every single sticker. Subaru, yeah. every Subaru except for the STI and the BRZ is a piece such of. a misnomer. Yeah. Well, what it means is it means when you're idling, it doesn't create any missions, which. It's kind of cool for your mom, uh, I guess. It creates but emissions. It doesn't create any CO2. Let's talk about a cooler topic. I just wanted to bring that up for our Subaru yeah, listeners. Yeah, no, that's that great. Subaru I want to talk about something game, French still better. if you're done with your Subaru emissions cheating. Well, you brought that up. Can I bring this one up? Fine. Since I did the segue. All right, I'll let you go. No, it's fine. You oh, no, it. no, you go. No, should, should I just bring no. it up? No. 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 Let's no, no, no. right, steal Janice so, Thunder. So... Well, I thought I was going. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, fine. You just... Rock, paper, scissors. Somebody do it. Jana. All right. Peugeot and Citroën plan to make a DS brand for all electric... DS. DS. DS, yeah. DS. French for goddess. Oh. Yes. That brand is... all electric to use in Formula E as proving ground for tech. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's great. They're bringing back the DS name as a model line, kind of like BMW is doing with the I range of vehicles, mm-hmm. just yes. to be electric vehicles. So and yeah. they're testing all their shit in Formula E, which is a great place to do it. I think that's really cool. I actually <laughs> had you in mind, Jana, since yes. you're Miss French Cars. I thought that when we do the French car episode, yeah, she's you can be, bet yeah. Jana will be behind that microphone oh, where yes. she is right now. Yeah. So um, the DS brand. Uh, DS. DS. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm American. I understand. What I think is really cool, they're making all electric cars. But French is known for making kind of shitty commuter cars nowadays. Uh, except, oh, really? Well, they're, they make an abundance of it. I don't have to, I don't have to bring up the Peugeot. They make very, very one, pretty, innovative, terrible vehicles. Are you yeah, exactly. About the Zoe? No. No, the Zoe is actually pretty good. That's actually a good car. No, we're talking about like the Peugeot 1007. Mm. Oh, that is the best thing ever. Okay, all right. Anyway, so no, we're we're with, stopping on this for a second. Then you can continue. Okay. <laughs> for the listeners, the Peugeot One Double O Seven is a small super mini that has only three doors, two of which are on the side. Both of the side doors <laughs> are sliding doors, like a minivan. Yes, like a minivan, but there are no conventional opening doors. That that is true. Both That's of them cool. are power operated only. Also, and they're not fast. Oh no, they're God. not fast. Okay, it's not the car. Get Please out continue. Now cars. that we've gone over what the one double O seven is, it's amazing. So the DS brand, what DS. the DS brand, it's like you're in a fucking Kelsch. So I think it's really cool that they're actually going to make this a performance brand. You are a surprisingly good sport, I will say. The they're going to use Formula E as a proving ground for their tech because right, they can fund it and they can make it yeah, really exactly. really and they're going to be they way above to their heart's content and then they can dial it back when they actually have restrictions. Exactly. I think it's going to be really cool. But that's also going to go really far in making Electric cars seem cool to everybody else. Uh, they are cool. They are cool. Well, You're not right. Everybody knows that. Though, yeah, there's like, a lot of idiots in the world. Who do we have to so, beat up? Well, uh, everyone in my environmental geology. Okay, class. so anyway, um, <laughs> fuck those guys. Like no. the Tesla did that to an extent when they made like Ludacris Mo and the Model S, but I think they're at least making it fun. The thing is, the Tesla still looks like a normal car. Mm-hmm. The DS concept, the DS, DS thank concept, you. <laughs> we'll get you. There. Is it, it's a it looks like a mid-engine sports car. And they actually do make some noises. Really like they don't try to hide the noise that they make. And I guess there some of their other concepts I imagine would probably 
be like a hot hatch sort of thing, this a roadster thing, sort of thing. I, they're really cool looking. It, it does look cool. I mean, it looks like a Gumpert Apollo stretched over a second gen Audi R8. Mm. That's exactly it. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. It's, and it's got accurate TL headlights, but, but uh, I think I'm, that's I'm a super cool stoked. Car. I mean, I'm I love, on, I'm I love French that. stuff. And like, we hear more and more mumblings every day, and like people living around the Detroit area are like taking spy shots of French cars rolling around with manufactured plates. I'm like, I am on some board French that. cars are definitely making a resurgence at some point in the nearish future. I really hope so. Otherwise, I, I'm going to have to move to Canada. So the the only thing I'm worried it's about Canada. The only thing I'm worried about or Canucky stand is America. Unfortunately, has a lot of exurbs in it, and a lot of people that drive like beige. K1500s with matte black taillights and green like Chevy logos on them. And 36-inch light bars from eBay. Yeah, so, you know, douchebags. So there's a lot of people like that. I feel like a lot of people like that, without doing any research, are going to assume that all French cars are going to be the exact same as the Renault Alliance and the Renault Le Car. Ooh. And I feel like that's going to hurt their name. They won't be as good as a Le Car. But I think that the DS brand coming to America, yeah. if they choose to do that, would be a great move because that separates them from the Renault name. It's kind of like... I, when, I don't know if I agree. Well, so my, my logic behind this that's is... That's a big gamble. When Datsun... When Nissan came to America, they used the Datsun name. Correct. Which was their, that was their pre-war name. But, By the way, that's my pre-war reference for the day. But uh, no, they used a pre-war name. No, when I they get came that. to America, I think that's going to be a good thing. My only potential issue with them coming to the United States with EVs and EVs only is, I mean, okay, EV take rates are ever increasing hugely, yes. but I mean, they're still like, on, a, on the best case, they're maybe 6% of the take mm-hmm. rate of cars. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they, if they keep their goals in check, I think it's reasonable. Well, but, I mean, I don't see a lot of growth in the, the Deus brand here in Deus the United States. It doesn't have will, any cachet. Uh, they'll have I, I sh- uh, the note that I put here. I put here kind of quick, but it's electrified vehicles. It's not just all electric. So it's PHEV and PHEVs, which is great. Wh- except Trump just like scrapped all of the cafe standards, so like which, nobody cares about hybrids yeah, anymore. Yeah, and that that's fine and dandy for now. But right. no, eventually it will be a thing. But no, it, the thing is that hybrids are going to be the majority of import cars. They're going to get better fuel economy. They're going to be more easily maintained. Did it's. They are you really about to tell me that a plug-in hybrid does not get better fuel economy? You than really a car? do have to make the distinction plug-in because you I, said I hybrid. Say, I'm sorry, a plug-in hybrid. Okay, yeah. The, I plug-in hybrids, I actually like. I understand that they're a stopgap measure, and I know why they exist, and it's not for good reasons. No, but they're actually pretty. And the thing is, like, it, yeah. as much as they kind of suck to us, to jo- to Joe Schmo, like that's going to be a great car for them, and not having the. And Still, it gets people hooked on electrification. Too. Exactly. Like, that's going to be a cool, desirable electric car. And the thing is, since it doesn't have the Renault name, you're not going to have some douchebag Gen Xer that remembers the shitty Renault Le Car that was down the street from him. I am a Gen Xer, and I think the Le Car was awesome. Well, yeah, we do, because we know what we're talking about. But the majority of America voted for Donald Trump. That's true. Well, we actually, a, really a, mo- a very, place. very, very small majority. But... um. <laughs> So, Fake news. Yeah, so the majority of America are idiots. Um, and they're, yeah. they're going to see Renault and go, oh, they suck, and not think of, look at all this cool stuff that Renault's done. I think and what Renault, you're getting at is like it's, yeah. it's actually good that they're not using their real parent company name because exactly. there might be negative cachet like with yeah. the Fiat Preci- research. Precisely. Yes. Like, oh, I fixed it again, Tony. I'm like, how about it's like the most reliable import vehicle engine 
in like yeah. the last 10 years. I get years. that every time when I mention that I want, you know. Well, your father's, your father's a yeah. perfect example. Ooh, of that. Yeah. And the your father, of it? And your father also voted for Donald Trump, so that's exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Okay. But anyway, so um, what I'm, anyway, so. This is devolving quickly. No, it, it's, <laughs> it's a lot like the Dotson thing. Nissan brought the Dotson name over. Yeah. If Dotson failed, it would be separate from Nissan. Correct. And Nissan would then come back later on at a different point in time as with Nissan. their re- as Nissan. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So Renault has this DS name, which is kind of like a, st- it, they just, kinda, they, they did it backwards. So that's the thing is no, that uh, Renault came here with a Renault name. I get fucked it. up, came back as, I DS. think the separate naming structure, the separate brand is a good idea, yeah. but I don't think they should necessarily limit their, well, although you did say electrification, not electric. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Then it's fine. I think, cause yeah. like there are, I mean, Volvo might be the only one I've heard of, but they were saying by like 2030, maybe even sooner by 2020, they said every one of the models that they make will have at least an electric or mild hybrid or sorry, not mild, but plug in hybrid yeah, option, mild hybrid, electrified yeah. version. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do away with, you know, regular combustion engine vehicles in that sense. Yeah. I mean, that that's cool. And I, again, I, plug in hybrids, I think came about for the wrong reason. No, I agree. They're kind of cool. Cause I mean, they're like, Oh, well, we can't have combustion engines in the city centers in three years. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, okay, yeah, that's great. You can drive to your city center, like 70 miles away, because you live in Exerbia, because you're dumb exactly. and drive a crossover. Yeah. And then you can get to the the border where you would pay a congestion charge fee. But since you have a plug-in you hybrid, you can flip mode. it over to electric mode. Then you can do the last 30 mile in and out or whatever on electric, and you pay no congestion charge, which is something we don't deal with here. But, I mean, that's why these things exist. Exactly. Which is why we have, like, Porsche Cayenne hybrids in... <laughs> Just exactly. like shit yeah. that's like, what the hell did you yeah. just say? Well, there's a, there's a lot of weird things. Like you can talk about the Austin Martin Signet. Oh yeah, those are the great. Toyota IQ. Literally, like a you buy it. <laughs> See, Aston Martin, they just they were smart. They got it out of the way. The, like every company does this when they make a V12 car, they have to offset it for cafe reasons with a fuel efficient vehicle. What Aston Martin did instead of having to sell that fuel efficient vehicle, they gave it to you. Yes. With your V12 Vantage. Exactly. You had to take it. So and you then had it counted as rate. a fuel efficient car and it, like, it, it neutraled out pretty well. And that's a hilarious. That's what I love about that. And actually, I kind of want to get a, a Toyota IQ so I can find a crash signet and put a signet grill on it. I, I think, think it'd be just great. Get a signet <laughs> and just register it and daily drive it. That'd be just really <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that's almost like wanting to do a VR38 DETT swap Nissan Cross Cab. So, yeah. Oh, no, God, that's the worst vehicle on earth. Yeah, I know, but if it had a GTR like underneath it, no, it doesn't matter. It, it still looks the way it does. I still really want to drive. No, one No, I don't want to drive one. I don't want to look at. it. I don't want it to exist. I hate the cross cab, really. Dude, trust me, I hate it's it too. It's a horrible, horrible vehicle from hell. But I still want to drive it. So anyway, let's uh, well, enough I, of that. Let's right. touch on the last topic. I'm gonna make the last topic really quick. Then we're going go downstairs and watch Fast and Furious. Anyway, yeah. Um, Speedhunters.com is yeah, 10 years old for sure. as That's of awesome. this month, which is great. If you've never been to Speedhunters, do it. Do you know They're, what else is 10 years old? Uh, 10-year-old children? I don't know. No, the, the video Beamer puking. <gasps> oh, oh wow. That's an old cat. Beamer. Just turned 10 years old. That's anyway, fantastic. Anyway, 10-year story. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so Speedhunters is actually a really cool website. It's also the only thing that EA Games has ever gifted to the world that didn't suck. I do hate EA. Yeah, but the thing is, they also gave me my you, one of my favorite blogs that aren't Japanese nostalgic car, which is 
Speedhunters. Uh, Speedhunters, yeah. yeah. And they made Speedhunters um, as a way... It was originally a promotional tool for Need for Speed, and nobody gives a shit about Need for Speed anymore, but Speedhunters is one of the largest... Like, uh, speak for yourself? I don't know where you get your Turbo Nitrous button in real life, but I'm for sorry, me, it's I'm Need sorry. for Speed 3 Hot Persput. Well, that's Hot Persput. Persput. But that's that's not <laughs> not even fixing it. No, nobody, that way. nobody's played the newest one. Well, nobody cares about hey, the newest one because hot per spoot. Because the, the newest one, the newest Need for Speed game is just nothing but microtransactions no, and pay to win. It sucks. But like anyway, Speed Hunters is yeah. really cool because they are a, basically a grassroots automotive blog. Oh, like us, like us, nice. but with a six-figure budget. Oh, we do not have that. No, we do not at all. Nope. We need so to get a sugar daddy. Yeah, like EA. Is that a so thing we can Activision, do? If I'm, anybody, I'm, if anybody here it. at Turn Ten or Activision, Activision's a local company. Or, well, not entirely local. They do oh. have a local office. Dang it. Or Rockstar Games. We are taking applications to be our sugar daddy. We will uh, add additional you know writers. What? I'm going to I'm going to broaden any, this out. Anyone really? Yeah. yeah that anyone has that any wants sort to be our sugar daddy. Atari, please. you're available. Uh, I would have Epic like Games. BMW the man would with be the fine. Citron? Yeah. Uh, some like. Oh, in, thank you. In, well, he d- he doesn't he doesn't sort of make video games. Uh, but, but can, beaucoup d'argent. Okay. Anyway, so that was a fantastic end to our podcast. Thank you very much, Speed Hunters, for existing. I love reading <laughs> happy your birthday, Speed happy birthday, Speed Hunters. Should I love reading your birthday? no no. We're not doing that. We're ending the podcast because we're gonna watch Fast and Furious. You I make, like the you, tuna here. you make my pooping better. Thank you, Speed Hunters. Yeah, good night and good luck. Goodbye. Bye.